Hi, this is Steve. You know, we always say that The Cinephiles is a podcast dedicated to the exploration of great films. But maybe that's not quite right. After all, greatness can be pretty tough to define. Maybe a better way to say it is that The Cinephiles is dedicated to having great conversations about the movies we love. And we can love movies for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it's the first film that really scared the crap out of us. Or maybe it's a movie that reminds us of someone we've lost or our first true love. Or maybe it's one of those films you just want to revisit every once in a while. Like you're sitting down with an old friend. And one of my old friends is Jackie Chan. It was pretty tough to find Jackie movies when I first discovered him back in the late 80s. And I became obsessed with tracking down every movie he ever made. And one of my absolute favorites is Police Story. With some of the greatest stunts and fight scenes ever filmed, Police Story made American action movies look tame by comparison. I'll leave it up to you to decide whether or not this qualifies as a great film. But it's definitely one I love, and John and I have a great time talking about it. So, that's Jackie Chan's Police Story, this Friday on The Cinephiles. Hello and welcome once again to The Cinephiles. My name is Steve Morris. I'm a filmmaker and directing instructor in Los Angeles, California. Hey everyone, uh, this is John Roca. I'm a voiceover artist, uh, host of numerous shows, and occasionally an actor as well here in Los Angeles. And normally, I, you know, I give an intro saying that we're going to explore the world of a great film, and I don't know if I could say that about this film. I don't know if it qualifies. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to explore the world of a film and yes. a filmmaker that I love. There it is. And is this a great film? Well, maybe we'll kind of be able to talk about it at the end. Sure. It's, it's something we talked about when we talked about Armageddon, which is a mm -hmm. film that you love. Yes. And I really don't love. I admire certain things mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. and, and this is the interesting things about films is that we go to them for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. You know? Yes, there are great films, top to bottom, cinematography, writing, performance. You go, that is a great film. Absolutely. And they're films that... We understand they might not be great. Maybe they hit you. Maybe it's that Bond movie that hit you at a particular time. Right. Or that comedy that was just the funniest thing ever when you were in college that your buddies used to quote. And for me, one of the big ones is Jackie Chan. Yeah. Jackie Chan is just a big part of my life. And we talked a lot about when we were going to do one. And, uh, and finally, the one we picked was Jackie Chan's Police Story, the very first one. Sometimes it's released as Police Force. Mm -hmm. And, and it can be a little tough to find because yeah. there are all these different versions. Some have Jackie Chan, yes. some don't. It gets a little confusing. But this was the one to me I wanted to start with. Yeah. Um, uh, so This so, was your counter to my Armageddon. I, I this was your so. counter. Yes, this my counter like, move. Because I was not going to deny whatever movie you wanted to watch because you did Armageddon for me with me. So I was like, okay, great. This is the, whatever movie you want to watch. And when you said Jackie Chan's Police Story, I was initially excited because I'm like, oh, I've never watched uh, hardly any of the Jackie Chan original Hong Kong movies. Oh, right? really? I'm a massive John Woo fan. I've seen all those original Hong right. Kong ones and, of course, all of Bruce Lee's stuff. But I've never seen Jackie Chan's. Uh, Hong Kong movies uh, for seen, the most part. Have you part. seen any of them? I don't think that I can recall that Ooh. I've seen any of them. Well, now I feel a little different. I wonder yeah. if I should have started with a different one. No, this was, I mean, this is one of his heralded one. It apparently has like seven sequels, you know? It so does, like, yeah. up until 2014, he did another version or he did a sequel of this in 2014, which I found. Yeah. 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 Which okay. actually, I, I've seen that sequel. Have you? And it's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Kind of dark. I'll yeah. watch that one. He's way older. Oh, he's in yeah. his 60s. Well, yeah. this is the, I mean, I would. It's it's funny. Like we'll we'll have a long off mic conversation about <laughs> like if you want to watch some more Jackie Chan and maybe we'll talk about that here too. Mm -hmm. Kind of how to go through it because sure. And this is what we're going to get to in the, in in the podcast is. Yeah. Is there things in this movie that are a little cheesy? Yes, there are. Right. Is there moments that are maybe a little dated or uncomfortable? Oh yeah, there Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Are the fight scenes among some of the greatest fight scenes in the world? Yes, they are. Okay, fair um, enough. And and that and that's kind of why we're here to talk about it. Uh -huh. um, so, oh wait, I saw Legend of Drunken Master. I have seen that. Okay, that, that's that's a great whatever title that is. I know it's got four different titles. Right. So that's released in Hong Kong. Drunken Master Two. That's my all time favorite. Okay. Yeah, I that did, was great. That movie is and it's one we'll definitely want to mm -hmm. talk about. I didn't want to start with it for some reason. That's fair. I don't quite know why. <laughs> you know, and the same reason when we started with Quentin Tarantino, we started with Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's like I wanted to pick a movie that was important. Right. But not necessarily the top. Right. Um, so. Uh, 
so you just watched it, huh? I did for the first time ever for this podcast. Okay, and and I'm guessing that your first introduction to Jackie Chan was maybe the American movies. Yes, uh, probably the protector which i saw on some oh, cheesy channel which is really bad oh. and then rush hour and rush hour really was just so great and yeah. I, I love rush hour and uh, all the iterations even rush hour 3 has its 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 sweet moments the shanghai nights shanghai noon stuff was funny sure. and i've i've just i think he's just got a great energy and he's a very positive energy and uh, you can't help but watch this guy. And there's he makes some terrible American movies. But oh, like, awful. But when he nails it, it's a joy to be in the theater with him, watching him. It's, it, it's, it's so funny because, because, and I mean no disrespect, yeah. but those movies are so the end of his right, run. Right, right, absolutely. Know? And so for me, like, so for me, obviously, if you listen to the Enter the Dragon podcast, you know mm. I've got a strong connection to martial arts. Right. And in the 80s, late 80s, I started with my buddy Jeff, who I did martial arts with, mm -hmm. go to every video store in the Bay Area yeah. looking for kung fu movies. <laughs> and there's just ones we hadn't seen. And right. all the terrible ones you can imagine from the Shaw Brothers in the 70s yeah. and early 80s. And slowly we started to discover this guy, Jackie Chan, because no one knew about him or didn't really know a lot about him in the U.S. Right. at the time. Um, he was, at the time, the biggest star in Asia, right. which means he might have very well been the biggest star in the world yeah. at the time. But we didn't really know a lot about him. And I started to notice, man, there's this one guy I really like. Mm -hmm. And then there became this point where it's like, no, no, Jackie Chan is the guy. After we saw Police Story, which we'll talk about today. Yeah. After we saw... Um, drunk at the first drunken master and uh, winners and sinners and meals on wheels and all we started to find these movies and like mm. whoa this is this is the guy right um, and there was a movie theater we used to work in a little studio where uh, in Berkeley and there's a movie theater next by which was like the the old classic movie theater it was mm -hmm. right below us and every Thursday they had Hong Kong Thursdays oh nice and we would go down and watch uh, and hope that it was going to be a Jackie Chan it would be that's where John Woo was being shown yeah and all that stuff and um, I remember the day that Drunken Master Two which became Legend of the Drunken Man Master and Super Cop, which is the third oh, in the yeah, police Super story. Yeah. Uh, they played a double feature, and I went in at 11 a.m. to see the double feature, and I stayed all day. <laughs> oh, you and, watched them over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> and I called uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, yeah. and said, at 8 o'clock, it's coming. You have to come and meet me here at the theater. And all of, all of the guys who went, all of our girlfriends came at 8 <laughs> and watched the double feature again. It was one of the great moments of all time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, so I got a big connection to Jackie Chan. Clearly. Yeah, yes. no, really, in a lot of ways bigger than my connection to Bruce Lee. Wow. Like, Bruce Lee is the, he's the archetype. He's the, of he's the originator. Yeah. And had he been around longer, we, who knows oh, what he would have made. Man. Who I mean, just, knows? I think the world would be completely different if he'd been around longer. He's a, such a powerful mm -hmm. personality and a powerful force in mm -hmm. film. Um, and Jackie Chan is this completely different thing. And he is the guy who's been around. Yeah. Because... You know, spoiler alert, he's in Bruce Lee movies. Yes. You know, and he is still making films today. Yeah. Like, this guy's been around a long time. And I want to give a little history, because his history is fascinating. Sure. Which is, uh, he was a refugee in China uh, in the 50s. Mm -hmm. um, and his family fled China, went to Hong Kong. They got a job working on the peak, and the peak is where all the rich people lived okay. in Hong Kong, and they worked as servants, which meant that Jackie was actually fairly protected. According to his autobiography, which is called I Am Jackie Chan, which is a lot of fun, um, <laughs> he, he was not delivered at nine months. He was, he was uh, in his mother's womb for 12 months. What? I don't know if I believe this. Yes, yeah, true. Um, and, and, and was 12 pounds when he was delivered, wow. which just seems kind of crazy. His father is the first person who started to teach him Kung Fu. And that's not unusual in yeah. China. That was, this was the thing that everybody did. Mm -hmm. And he, according to his autobiography, was kind of a jerk in school. Used, oh, okay. uh, used his Kung Fu to beat people up and wow. not such a nice guy. And then at the age of seven, his father gets a job offer in Australia mm -hmm. and his mother is still going to stay working in Hong Kong. Right. And they realize they can't take care of him. And they take him to the Chinese opera school. Now, Chinese right. operas, you've probably seen these amazing acrobatics yep. and dance and makeup and these incredible costumes. And that was the major form of um, entertainment throughout mm -hmm. China at the time. Mm -hmm. And he takes him to school. And there, Jackie sees all these kids doing flits, flips and cartwheels and have mm -hmm. swords and weapons and all this stuff. He's like, this is heaven. And dad says, you want to stay here? And they say, yeah. And Jackie says, yeah. And he says, how long do you want to stay here? And he says, I want to stay here forever. And so they sign a contract that says you will be here for 10 years. Wow. And he is essentially sold into apprenticeship for the next 10 years where he works mm -hmm. 8, 12 hours a day training, seven days a week. 
He is beaten regularly. He is forced to be in handstand for 30 minutes. Yes. He is forced into the splits, which anyone who's tried to get the splits knows this is excruciatingly painful. And if he didn't have the splits, then you would have big people push down and pull his legs apart until you got the splits. Oh, he the the level of discipline in this school is something that we today cannot possibly imagine. No. He did not see... He saw his mother maybe once every six months. Mm. His father he didn't see for five years because he was in Australia. Right. You know, and, and this, is, this is where Jackie Chan comes from. Yeah. And by the way, there's a, there's a, a movie called Painted Faces, which stars Sammo Hong, which is one of his brothers from this school. Right. Sammo was the older brother. He's the eldest, and he was sort of the leader. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's a good movie. Oh, cool. Hong Kong film, mid-90s, I think. Okay. And it's all about this world in which Sammo plays his old master. Oh, wow. Um, and, and the thing that's just important is, like, you wonder, well, why can't there be another Jackie Chan? And part of the reason is, is because there can't be this school anymore. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Nobody right. goes through this experience of 10 years of right. seven days a week, 10 hours a day training yeah. and eating gruel and then up and training again the next day. Right. And of course, right as he's sort of coming into his own, and they, I think they called him the Five Little Dragons, which was the sort of the top students, mm-hmm. which was Sammo and Jackie and this guy, Yuan Bio, and a couple of other guys. Mm-hmm. Chinese opera started to die because of film. Right. And so suddenly there was no jobs for him. What an incredible mind mind fuck that must be. And I hate to stop you here on this 20-minute tirade here going on, but like, what an incredible mind Always, always stop the tirades. <laughs> what an incredible mind fuck that to spend this much time training to be this, and then the thing you're training to be, the art form that you're trying to be a part of, dies. Yep. And then you're having to adjust to what are you going to do now? What is the school going to do? Now? And all this power that your teachers had is all of a sudden eroded over, almost overnight right. because the Chinese opera has gone away. So you were saying, where does he go to next? Well, and the industry that's replacing this is the film right. industry. What you and so he goes to the Shaw Brothers, which is the people who made all, all right. the Hong Kong films. Been all and right, and yeah. this is Sammo who had gone first, and he had been a, a stuntman for them. Mm-hmm. And what would happen is all these guys would line up outside the gates of the studio at 5 in the morning to be stuntmen, wow. and they would just point like you and you and you, and you would go in and be like stuntmen. Like the docs back in the 20s. That's exactly what wow. I was thinking, too. Wow. And, and so, and fortunately, he knew Samo, so that kind of got him yeah, in I'm a little sure. bit. It's always who you know. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And, you know, sometimes they'd be background people. Sometimes they'd take a fall. Sometimes they'd be yeah. in a fight scene. You never knew what you were going to do every day. They'd just get a suck because there are multiple shoots going on all at the same time. You get right. assigned to directors. And th- this is, we talked th- about this before in terms of how do you get to become a, a filmmaker? And for Jackie, it's being a stuntman. Yeah. And he was, he really wanted to get noticed or get recognized as one of the top stuntmen. And you get to this point where they're doing a movie and the director says, I want someone to do a 15-hoot high fall onto concrete and then flip up to your feet right after. Mm. Now, normally you do that kind of fall, you're going to do it on a wire so you can control the descent. Right. And he said, I don't want any wires. And the stunt coordinator and all the stuntmen there said, no way. It's way too dangerous. 15-foot fall into concrete is a big, big deal. Yeah. And Jackie, you know, 19-year-old, says, I'll do it. And this is really important for yeah. Jackie. You know, you think about his whole career is this idea of I'm going to risk my life to get this shot. Yeah. And he does it, and he pops back up on his feet. And from that point forward, he really becomes one of the top stuntmen to the point where he is in uh, Fist of Fury, which yeah. was released in the U.S. as Chinese Connection um, with Bruce Lee. He does that big fall as the Japanese big bad guy through mm, the window. That's right. Jackie Chan. Wow. And he continually is like going, I'm going to push the envelope of what is possible with stunts. Right. And then uh, and, and becomes a fairly well-known stuntman. And then, and then the bottom kind of falls out of the industry after Bruce's death. And the industry is really trying to figure out what to do. And Jackie's dad says, hey, why don't you come to move to Australia? And Jackie's going, man, this movie thing is not really working out. So he moves to Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's work in construction in Australia that someone calls him Jackie for the first time. That's actually where the name comes from. It's from Australia. And he like, he, for whatever reason, he loves that name. Mm-hmm. And while he's there, he had met a guy, and Bruce Lee's passed away, and all of Hong Kong is trying to figure out how do we replace the Bruce Lee. Right. And there's this era where there's the next Bruce Lee and new Bruce Lee, and right. there's Bruce, Bruce Lai and Bruce yeah. Lee and Bruce all these Lai, things. Right. And all these people with that same Bruce Lee haircut <laughs> trying to print Bruce Lee. Jackie gets a call from a, a, a producer manager guy he knows, his name Willie Chan, uh-huh. no relation, and, and <laughs> says, and says, Jackie, come back to Hong Kong. We want you to be the next Bruce Lee. Wow. So he comes back and they make the new Fist of Fury directed by the same guy who directed Fist of Fury 
and Big Boss, oh, which is Lo Wen, okay. and who Bruce Lee hated. And it seems like everyone says this guy's just terrible. <laughs> and they try to turn Jackie Chan into Bruce Lee. Yeah. And they don't really pay him. And then he does the stunt coordination for free. And, uh, you know, they're pretty much abusing him. And it's terrible. Yeah. It's a complete disaster. No one goes to see it. And what Jackie realizes, what they wanted him to be is everyone was trying to create Bruce Lee. Yes. Intense, dark, angry, scary, confident and jack that's not who jackie chan is right and what happens is for the next several movies unfortunately people are willing to take risks on him to continue to make films he figures out who he is right which is that he's a comedian Mm -hmm. is that he does he's not the tough guy it's not about oh i don't feel any pain i show no fear it's that he stubs his toe and he hits his head and all Mm -hmm. the comedy and suddenly piece by piece through movies like snake and eagle Claw, Snake and Eagle Shadow and Shaolin Wooden Man, suddenly he becomes, his box office blows away Bruce Lee. Mm. There's no comparison, in fact, right. which is amazing, is that he becomes way bigger and he gets the ultimate thing in the early 80s, they, when he's become this huge, huge star, is finally America Calls. Mm-hmm. It says, why don't you come to America and make a movie? Yes. And it's just a disaster for him. Yeah. This is, uh, this is it's earlier than The Protector. He first makes a movie called Big Brawl or something. Oh, Battle yeah, Creek Big Brawl. Brawl. That's right. And then, he, and then he's, in, he's in Cannonball Run 2. That's right. And where, he's play, where they have him cast as a Japanese person. And he and, does the splits and he hurts his groin or whatever. It, I remember it's, that. It's yeah. all, it's, and, and what he says That's is, funny. first of all, they didn't, you know, he shows up, he doesn't speak English very well. Yeah. Nobody speaks Chinese. He's put in these films. They don't understand who his character is. And... What he's used to is weeks and months to choreograph a fight scene. Yeah. And what they give him is a day, you know? <laughs> and they go, okay, do what you do. And he goes, I can't. Yeah. And he's got stuntmen who he hasn't, he's worked with his stuntman right. in Hong Kong forever. Yeah. And so it's a complete disaster. He's filled with rage. He's angry. He goes back to Hong Kong. And this is where he really becomes a filmmaker, I think, is that mm. he really, he makes one movie that's not so good. And then he reconnects with his brothers, with Sammo and Yun Biao, and makes yeah. movies with them and figures out who he is. Right. And, and, and I really think that now we get to uh, Police Story. Mm-hmm. And I really think that in a lot of ways, this is him sort of flipping off American films. Yeah. He's going, this is how I'm going to make a film. Mm-hmm. And it's a complete completely different thing yes all right so jackie chan lecture over <laughs> i could not add anything to that there we go um, yes. <laughs> uh let's get in the movie so we start there's a you know police briefing thing and yes. we show up with this uh drug dealer there's a big drug deal going mm-hmm. on a shanty town on a hill yeah and it, they're, they're gonna have a sting on them because jackie plays a policeman yep there's a big drug deal with a shanty on the hill mm-hmm. and they're having a sting operation and something goes wrong they yep. get their cover gets blown and the uh bad guys jump in cars they can't go down the street that way. Yeah. They can't go down the street the other way. I guess we'll just drive through the town. <laughs> now, you saw this the first time. Yeah. What do you think of this scene? It's an interesting whole beginning because it makes sense. You know, if you're going to get the... One of the things I love about all the Bond films and the really good action films is they start off with, like, a good action sequence right at the beginning. They let you get into the world. Very have, much the same thing. Yeah, and it's what's happening here. And you see that, and you're right. Driving through the shanty town, you have these relationships that you sense that Jackie has a little bit of a authority over these other guys that are there. Not Maybe not necessarily authority in terms of, like, he's in charge of them. More a matter of that he seems the more seasoned the veteran the more in the more just kind of has that personality which is logical because he's a star of the film so they give that position like you know you have the guy pissing his pants you have these other things like which are so so that is in the version you saw yeah because because that's not there's a lot of different versions oh there are that was never in the version that i had seen originally but it is in the current one i saw the hour and 40 minute version so Mm. whatever that is that's what i saw and you have these little sequences that are going on and like these people like who are like nervous about what they're doing and other people on top of them are too they're too gung-ho and so he's having to corral all this stuff meanwhile there's all these people getting away and then we get to the bus which is one of the great sequences but i know you're going to jump in there but like all of that was a great, great way to get you into the vibe of right. the kind of action you were going to see in this film. So, so driving through that shanty town, this is the thing we got to remember. Like yeah. when you set up a stunt in a, in a in an American film or a European film, yeah. you got guys doing math. And yes. they are calculating exactly where things are going to fall to make sure that what we're doing is safe. Right. Or as safe as it can be. <laughs> and of course, you know, stunts on people get injured on American film stunts. But they really yeah. try or die. They're really trying to work it out. That's not what's happening when they drive through the shanty town. No. There's no they're just driving through the shanty town. Yeah. And there is corrugated iron and there's wood and there's fires and there's things happening and they're just driving through it. It's insane. It is completely insane. This whole movie's insane for that. Yeah. I mean, I 
I felt for the stunt fem, stunt men throughout this whole film, and I know we'll get to that end battle, especially during that end battle. It's madness. It's it's madness. But the shanty town, like I said, just lets you know that this is the kind of insanity you're going to be witnessing, right. you know, and and the kind of near misses of these. And you think, oh no, in your mind, because you're American trained, you think, oh no, that can't be, you know, actual wood. That's not actual iron. No, it really yeah, is. No, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're faking some things too. But, sure, but like, particularly, there's shots where there's a guy on the roof, and the car drives underneath, yes, knocking the roof down, and he's running and jumping off. There's just no way to control that stunt. Exactly, it's going to happen how it's going to happen. Yeah. And if you look at where these guys have to fall, it's always uneven surfaces. Yes. It's always there's nothing, and and. Jackie's not cutting away. This is what we're going to see from the beginning is that the way basic action sequence editing works is that in general, the star is not doing the stunt. Right. It's a stunt man. And therefore we use editing to convince the, the audience Mm -hmm. that this really happened. Right. Whereas in Jackie, it's like, no, no, there's no cut. You will see it really happen. And we're going to make sure you understand that this was real, that Jackie really did it, that the other people are doing that. It was dangerous. And we're going to make you, and there's a weird, you know, we've talked about this. We talked about it with Quentin Tarantino that when mm-hmm. you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. you're aware you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. When you watch a Jackie Chan movie, you are aware that those are stuntmen and actors, and these are people yeah. really doing these things. That's part of it. Well, I think that's the difference between the American cinema and the Asian cinema when it comes to stunts. Like, it's a big deal. Like, people make a huge deal. Hey, Keanu Reeves did his own stunts, or right. whatever did his own stunts. Uh, but with with uh, the Asian cinema, it's just accepted. Right. It's just it's not like you know. Oh, he didn't do his. It would be more of a it, um, a thing if he didn't do his own stunts. I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and 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 I always wonder today because today Jackie's in his sixties. Yes. And still doing a lot of this stuff, yeah. and just go, man. People still professional wrestling in their sixties. I guess that's it's right. insane to I me guess too. That's right. Trust me. Well, and one of the things when Jackie was a stuntman starting out, one of the things he hated yeah. was he would see directors like this guy asking Jackie to do a fifteen foot fall on a concrete, yeah. and. And he and they would ask people to do things that they were not willing to do themselves. And for Jackie, that was the rule. I will never ever ask anyone to do anything that I don't feel that I could do myself. That's good. You know, that's a huge moral point Mm -hmm. to make. Mm -hmm. And it it it, uh, connects you with the stunt men. Right. It makes them feel comfortable that you're one of them, as opposed to separated from them sitting differently you know like, like what we talked about in aliens where the lieutenant sits by himself right that kind of thing That's exactly you right to be part of the yeah. crew yeah um so jackie they come down the hill we have a chase jackie runs down this very steep hill which i yeah. think is much more dangerous than it looks on film <laughs> sure, it looks crazy to me um and then he grabs an umbrella and jumps on the back of his bus yeah <laughs> uh and this is where i think the lineage isn't bruce lee jackie chan mm-hmm. the lineage is buster keaton charlie chaplin to jack absolutely chan. Absolutely. That's who he. Those are his heroes. Yeah, and it's when you were saying how he came to create this character. It's very similar to that sequence. If you ever watched Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr., right. they have that little fake yeah. sequence where he creates the the tramp uh, in in a in a prop cost in a prop uh, uh, costumes warehouse. But the, but then he says it didn't happen like that. It happened right. through progression of films, and that's that makes sense because as an as an artist, you're going to constantly be honing what you're creating, this character you're creating, and it gets better and better as you have more experience with it. And that's without question what yeah. happens with Jackie Chan is you see over these movies him creating yeah. who this kind of person is. Right. And part of it is just the tenacity. Is this guy's not going to quit. Yeah. He's going to keep going. And the, and again, he really is hanging by an umbrella. It's not a real umbrella. It's a right. steel rod. So it's you know it's it's built up, but he doesn't have a line. There's some, what you would do in an American film is you would have a, um, a wire yeah. going through. So you're actually hooked in. So even if you let go you're not going to fall anywhere not the case here <laughs> he's really holding on to that thing so there's great things where it's like the cars are coming he's running across the cars yes. and then the van comes he has to lift up his legs yeah. just in time it's insane it's really insane and a big fall off the bus yes the big that's ins- that's so i would when that happened and he didn't cut away i'm like like how did they, did they soften the asphalt did they know they just know how to fall and it's like man which one are you talking about you're talking about jackie falls off the bus or the two guys off the top oh, no, jackie fall off the bus and also holding on to the back of the bus yeah. with his feet that yeah. was amazing and then near, and then at the end of the chase when those guys fall through the glass out the out the top of the bus onto the ground that one hurts so much yes it does and again this is a thing of those jackie chan movies of you there is a physical pain that goes along with watching someone take these falls right and and yes they definitely train and they have specific ways there's a wonderful no let me take that back there is a documentary called Jackie Chan, My Stunts. It's yeah. not a wonderful documentary. <laughs> if it, is, it is somewhat cheesy. It's made in the 90s by Jackie, and it's yeah. him explaining this is how I do all these things. Right. And if you're a huge Jackie Chan fan like me, it's great.
great. Yeah, it's a completist type thing. Yeah, yeah but if you want to watch fine documentary filmmaking, maybe not so much. <laughs> but he spends a lot of time talking about how to do these falls and yeah. how to make them more spectacular. And that's part of what he's always working on is adding a spin, adding a twist, adding going over backwards and how you land and how you spot the ground before you get to it so mm. that you can cushion the fall a little bit. Right. And also how they're padding the body in various places to make them able to take that impact. Mm. There's a lot of work that goes into working all this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. And it shows. It yeah. shows in terms of... Because as you would imagine, as crazy as it is to see the stunts, they're not in some way coordinated. They are coordinated for the most part, I would imagine, but they're still relying on these stuntmen to take these hits, to do these things, to, to, to fall correctly, to do all these kinds of things. So they, so they don't have like constantly be replacing these stuntmen. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, there's a tremendous amount of practice that goes yes. into them, certainly. And that's and, what I mean. And, 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 and Jackie has worked with the same Jackie Chan right. stunt crew right. for 40 years. So he knows you can trust Yeah, and in fact, there's a, a YouTube video that was, or video that's gone around lately of someone giving Jackie an award and all of the members of the old stunt crew wow. show up behind him, and he doesn't know. Oh. And they're all these old guys who he worked with in the seventies and eighties. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's great. Because these are, you know, this is, you know, and this is the idea that came out of yeah. the, the Beijing Opera School of these are his brothers, right? And you work with them together as a team yeah. to make this stuff to figure it out. Yeah. All right, so he catches the bad guy, and yeah. now we get into what is the plot of the film, which is we need to get some evidence on this bad guy, and we right. got to turn this secretary. We're not. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail of it. <laughs> It's cute. Um, uh, the yes. treatment of women in this film is yeah. It, the, the, I was telling you off off mic. The misogyny level <laughs> levels on this film are off the charts, and uh, it. But that's kind of in a smaller way how people were treated in or how women were treated in these action movies in the eighties. You know, as uh, uh, what as as attachments to the main hero. You know that they, they were abused, they were neglected, they were you know those kinds of things. They were like because that poor his poor girlfriend is just treated like crap throughout the whole entire film, and she just keeps coming back. She well, just and, keeps coming back. Well, and this is the thing we had to point out is like yep. Jackie Chan's character of Kevin, Kevin, Kevin uh, Chan. Yes, uh, he's not a good person. He's not a good guy. No, he's in any way, shape, or form. He's a lot. A lot of the movie is about. You watch him. I mean, as a as a hero, yeah, he's great, right? But as a human, yeah, he's a he is uh, needy and demanding yes. and insensitive and yeah, uh, cocky, cocky. Yeah, and but we should touch on that his character because if you want to look for character in this film, like there's this whole sequence because he did that drug bust. He does these. He becomes like the poster child for the police department, right? They do these right. little vignettes they, where he's taking these pictures and it's really funny how frustrated and that's where the comedic stuff comes yeah. to, right? The opening of the mouth and that's what we did in the 80s. We had those PSAs with the cops. Exactly. And, like we had that in all countries like where they had that where they put them up in the schools and whatever. So it was funny that they choose him to do that because that ends up playing a role later on. He gets assigned to be witness protection for the secretary of the big bad guy. Yeah, Selena, I think her name is. Yeah, and we're yeah. trying to manipulate her into giving evidence and yes. there's a bunch of, which I think are pretty cute tricks actually yeah. film wise like they have her in with the police chief who looks like he's 12 years old i yes. always go like why do they have a 12 year old as the police chief because <laughs> you can hate him yeah you can hate a young guy thinking he knows better than you yeah and uh, although he ends up being kind of a nice guy hey, eventually but not it's initially. very strange so uh she, there's a moment where they have her alone with the police chief yeah. and the sergeant or whatever in yeah. the office this is the secretary. They send out the lawyer, mm -hmm. and then they don't talk to her for a minute, and then yeah. they send her away, and the lawyer says, what did they say to you? And she says, they didn't say anything, and no one believes her. And I'm right. like, that's clever. Yeah. That is a clever little thing. Yeah. So Jackie, in order to maybe scare the crap out of her and get her, A, to give evidence, but B, he kind of seems to want to hook up with her, too, yeah. has one of his buddies pose as a an assassin that he has to fight and it is I, i'm gonna say it's fairly stupid it's incredibly stupid and yeah. I, I i didn't know it was his buddy right until you don't find that out until later after see but right. when that was happening i was like steve why are you making me watch this this looks so terrible and then when you find out his buddy it's funny in retrospect right that he was trying to like kind of manipulate the situation so that he could have uh sympathy he, the, he could convince the girl to accept the woman to right. accept his protection right with no questions asked and you get the intention but it just it was a, it's, it's not a my favorite Sequence. It's yeah. not my favorite bit, and there's mm -hmm. and this is a classic sort of he he likes farce, yes, you know, and this is mistaken identity, doors opening and closing. If you yeah. watch movies like Twin Tiger or Twin Dragons, and uh, where he plays identical twins, yes. you know, you get a lot of this kind of stuff, and sometimes it works well, and sometimes it doesn't. Yes. And I, I, my guess is, if you were in a movie theater in 1985 in Hong Kong, this was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
and sure it was. today not so much i right, don't think right. it plays that well so she's kind of scared we go outside he's completely convinced her that bad guys are everywhere and he continues to try to scare the crap right. out of her because he's a horrible person kind of a bad guy yeah not a good guy nope. and then uh they're in a car and they they accidentally hit a baby carriage which is fake because now the real bad guys are right, here right. and we're in our first real fight scene yeah and and this is where you see just Ooh. the gorgeousness of his choreography mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with the stuff with the car, the stuff with the bat, the oh, jumping all around, like it's just—it's amazing to watch those kind of, and the near misses right. and hit the, the hits he's willing to take. I just saw John Wick two twice, and there are some incredibly They're really good, powerful stunt sequences going on in that initial beginning of the film. Yeah, you know, and you're just like, how are these guys surviving this stuff? Like, how are they not dead from yeah. just the, how close they are to the cars? How Keanu keeps getting hit by a car? It's not obviously not him, but it's a stunt guy. Right. So, the, I mean, this is really happening. And so you're watching this happen in the sequence here in the at this point in the film, and I'm just like, this is insane. Like he's throwing people through windshields. Yeah, like it's just intense. Well, and the and the the rhythm of it. First of all, you, he loves dance. Yeah, Jackie loves Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, and so you hear the rhythm of the hits. It's just like listening to tap dance. I think. Oh, uh, good point. You know what I mean? There's there's a rhythm to it. There's a constant inventiveness. Yeah. Uh, and we should talk about a, You know, I'm I'm going to talk about some fight scene stuff as we go along. Sure, sure. Um, one of them in 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 this fight scene is the way that he choreographs Mm -hmm. which is the first thing that he does is he gets his guys and he gets all the props and all the set pieces you're going to use in the scene Mm -hmm. and they all go to his studio where they play with them for like a month yeah you know so we have the car we have a baseball bat we have these are all the things we have and then they're trying to figure out what are all the things that we can do with this yeah you know opening and closing the door opening the hood of the car mm-hmm. um moving through the car the the maybe yeah. it's the sunroof maybe it's and they practice those as they're trying to develop the choreography mm-hmm. is that so the so the process of choreographing starts a with the set materials and b it starts long before mm-hmm. they actually get on the set so they're working them out piece by piece that's the first thing that happens mm-hmm. um and you can see all the detail with this and and this is the, one of the things i love about him is that is that Bruce Lee is a real martial artist in the sense of, you know, he really could beat you up. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Jackie Chan's not a real martial artist. Right. He is 100% a real martial artist. Yeah. But there's a reason that we call it martial arts. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are really on the martial side, and there's some that are really <laughs> on the art side. Yeah. Is that if you study classical kung fu, if you study wushu, a lot of it is about movement and dance and pose. And the way it looks visually is really important. And so Jackie's coming out of the, you know, the Chinese opera tradition, and that the art of it is what's important, the beauty mm-hmm. of the movement. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's the inventiveness. It's like he doesn't want you to see 20 of the same punches. Right. You know, he wants every single thing to be different and to show you a thing that you've never seen before. Yeah. You know, like him running and jumping and crashing through the, the uh, windshield yeah. to get the guy. I mean, they're all just inventive and exciting and different. It's a yeah. really, it's not a long fight scene. It's a really good one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Then we go back to his place where we have some more farce. <laughs> and this stuff I actually do think works. Okay. I think this stuff is funny. Okay. Uh, which is that they're throwing a surprise party p- yes. for him and he's bringing in this other girl. He gets, for some reason, they have like seven cakes or something yeah. that he keeps getting hit in the face with. And then <laughs> she storms out. And then the Selena, the secretary, yeah. wants to help him reconcile, but he is such a horrible person. Such a cocky guy. And and he's like taking a shower and Amay, who's the girlfriend, yep. comes back in and overhears him saying, just terrible terrible things about her she'll come back to me she always does it's such a waste of time blah 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 all these fights you know she's just this way and all this it's very it's very destructive to his relationship he's terrible he's really terrible and they they, then they try to trick him with the phone call and all that and then eventually it's a be worse yeah yeah exactly even worse so it's just like oh well that was my question it's like so you talk about the misogyny of the film is it the misogyny of the film or is it this character that you find misogynistic well I mean yeah I would say the misogyny of the film because the way they treat uh, Selena when she's like being beat up by these guys like it's just like intense what happens to her She, she tries to fight back but in that last fight and she is just thrown around like a rag doll all over the place do you know what i'm saying and to me I, there are and there are no female detectives there's right. no like there's nothing there's no female character that is 100% helping jackie selena goes back and forth through the whole film 
I, it's a good point you make, though, Steve. Is it the overall? But there are no other women in the film but May and Selena, so I can only base it on what Kevin Chan does around Selena and well, May. Well, he's and terrible. He's totally terrible to he's May. He's a terrible person. And she keeps coming back to him. And that's yeah. that's the plot line of the film. So yep. I would say the film itself okay. is messed up because he treats her badly, but it's in the script that she keeps coming back to him. Well, and and this is you know it's something we've run across over and over again. Without apology, he never apologizes. Oh God, no, no, yeah, because exactly. he's not a nice person. Right. He is a self-absorbed yeah. kind of a jerk. He is. Um, it's a it, it's a and and again this is where but he's good at his job yeah <laughs> and where ja- where Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee really differ yeah. is that Jackie Chan's not interested in making himself look good right in fact he has much more fun making himself look bad right you know and like an idiot right because we're gonna get to he we're gonna go to court and she's recorded this the Selena realizing that he's a jerk and he's faked this whole thing with yeah. this other attacker has recorded this thing that completely humiliates Kevin yeah. uh, in court. She does, and I should amend that, she does get the better of him a majority oh, of their far. interactions, like making him sit on the cactus. Like the whole thing is just, it's all there to, to you know, kind right. of undercut Kevin's confidence, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, this is his big comeuppance, and right. he's kind of ruined by this whole experience. Well, she does. It's a really good part of the script. Like he's, right. he's actually, they did a, a really good job. Uh, making you believe that there could be some reasonable doubt in this situation, both the way the lawyer, the cross, the way the defense attorney goes after the other cops, the, and then which who we find out is later is a crooked cop, one of the crooked cops, and then well, the way he goes after Jackie, you're just like, wow, oh, it really does. And then you, you're right, what you mentioned, then the tape comes into play, right. and it's a whole sequence. But it is fascinating to watch how Jackie is when he when, or Kevin rather when he goes in there. He's Jackie. You are fine. He's Jackie. I, he's just yeah. Jackie for me. I think they slip in one of the sequences and call oh, really? him Jackie. I think, but like he goes in there and you know he has lost the witness. He's, they had that, little, that cool little parking sequence where he finds that spot and slides into the spot. It's another great. example of Jack. He's like, what? we could just have you park a car. Yeah. yeah. But no, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a like, beautiful bit of stunt It driving. really is. And the guy's one of the most uh, forgiving guys I've ever met losing right. a parking spot. So, But he goes in there and he has this sequence. And so you have all this stuff going on for him that's undercutting him before he walks in the courtroom, yeah. right? And then he has the testimony. You think he's going to really step up. And he gets, he gets kind of destroyed and... Then at the end, he, he he's kind of blown the case because they have to because oh, they didn't yeah. have the witness and they're extending the case so the case is not over and the guy posts bail. John, I can't tell you how excited I am about the Cinephiles' new sponsor, an absolutely incredible game, Marvel Strike Force. Now, anyone who's listened to the show knows that I've been reading comic books since I was five years old, and this is like a comic book fan's dream come true. You could create a mobile squad, and play as your favorite Marvel characters. I mean, everyone is there. The Punisher, Vision, Black Panther, Cap, or even my favorite Marvel character of all time, Daredevil. Your goal is to power up those characters, unlock gear, and use them to compete in player versus player mode, alliance mode, and real-time arena. Yes, Steven, as we speak, they are enjoying their six-year anniversary. Six years, wow. And you know what that means? Free stuff just for signing up via their unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Completing every single mission throughout the entire anniversary will result in an even more special reward. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out, y'all. Check out that unique promo code, and for every new user, please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force. We're very, very excited to have you sponsoring this episode. A couple of little things, and again, this goes to the... uh, Charlie Chaplin comparison is he's yeah. always wants to give you little bits. He's doesn't, he wants to have a little bit of fun just yeah. as Charlie Chaplin's going to have a little bit of fun with some dinner rolls. Jackie Chan's going to have a little bit of fun with making some pasta and answering phone calls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that whole sequence in particular, there's a moment where he kicks a pen and it flies through the air and he catches it. Mm-hmm. I think it's 80 takes. Wow. This is this is the thing about Jack because you think about how how really hard that is yeah. to do to kick a pen so it flips up just right so you can catch it yeah. in frame because he is meticulous about exactly where something is in the frame when right. it happens and he does this over and over again he'll get a little idea and he'll go I'm going to spend as long as it takes to catch that thing there's shots yeah. in films where you know he kicks a jar mm-hmm. and it flies across and hits someone right in the head right just as they're entering frame just at the right bit of timing well that's unbelievably hard to do yeah. 
and it'll take him take after take after take and maybe all day a couple yeah. of days just to get that shot and that is what he would not be allowed to do in an american film right exactly it's too much money this is too little time the you cruise union all yeah. that jazz yeah. no one's gonna just sit and wait for you to get this little bit but that's yeah. the difference in in jackie chan films there's also another great sequence, by the way. And again, it's just, let's, we're going to add a little thing to our scene. Mm. For some reason, Jackie Carr's brakes don't work. Oh, yeah. And he's holding back the car <laughs> while talking to May. Yeah. And then they end up, she runs away from him. Or no, he has to go to the phone. Yeah. And she's Guess supposed so. to hold back the car. But then she just stops right. holding the car. And there's a great stunt of him pulling her out of the way. The last minute is the car comes crashing through and destroys the phone booth. Yeah. It's really dangerous and done just perfectly. It's her moment of defiance, which I love. Yeah. And, and he's calling snake eyes to try to get the right information sort of to find out where Selena is. Yeah. So Jackie finds out where he thinks Selena is. He's mm. going to get her. And there's this moment where he gets to this house and he jumps up over the fence. Yeah. I don't know that this is true. I have no evidence at all, but I, this is like the beginning of parkour to me. Oh, well, listen to you. Is that Jackie Chan, and he does this in a bunch of movies. Okay. Him jumping over, jumping down, mm. jumping across, and the way he moves is really what we would see a decade later with yeah. parkour. Now, I don't know. I don't. I know parkour comes from France. I know. I right, can't remember right, the guy's right. name. But I wonder if he saw Jackie Chan movies. Why not? If Jackie was influenced by American movies, why couldn't sure. these French guys be influenced by Hong Kong movies? That's certainly possible. Um, he comes up. He ends up getting betrayed. They take Jackie's gun. They use yep. it to shoot the bad cop. And now he's gonna fight off a bunch of guys and escape with Celine mm -hmm. it's a really small but really nice little fight scene yeah. in the house and with a couple of big falls yes a uh, guy hits like his neck on this metal balcony yeah. and flips over onto the grass below good god really brutal and little things that he loves to do is you're not just gonna get kick and fly through the air yeah. you're gonna go through a glass coffee table yes you know and they're all and it's you know we're so used to big spectacle and this is little spectacle, yeah. you know, but it's also, man, that guy really went through, sure, it was sugar glass or whatever, but, yeah, but he went through that table. Those bars are still, those bars didn't yeah. bend. So, like, to see him go through those bars, all that sequel, like, all of that hitting, but we see also the beginning of what we're going to see later in Rush Hour. Absolutely. Right? The, the sure. thing over the couch, the throwing, yeah. flipping over the couch, flipping over the chair, all that stuff is what we see in Rush Hour when they have that big fight in Hong Kong. I think Rush Hour 2 is when they have the big fight in Hong Kong. Right. But yeah, we see all that in, in the sequence, and I'm like, oh, this is where it all comes right. from. So it's, it was great to watch and taken that. to a much higher degree yes. Um, yes. throughout these films. Because yes. again, he's practicing with that chair. He's yep. practicing with the table. Yep. Um, and um, one of the, another little thing about how fight scenes work, in jacking films is one of the criticisms Jackie always had of traditional fight choreography mm -hmm. was the, if you're doing a fight against multiple people was the person can only really handle one or two attackers at once. Right. And so all the other people are kind of standing around in the background yeah. waiting for their chance to fight. And sometimes they'll do a thing where the background people will shovel shuffle left and right mm -hmm. to create the illusion of movement when really they're just waiting for their turn. Right. And you can see this even in uh, fist of fury, you see Bruce Lee in the fight in the dojo, and you see a lot of this. The yeah. big crowd of guys kind of shuffling back and forth, waiting for their chance to fight, and Jackie hates that. Mm. thinks that's terrible. So what he does, which is different, you can really see it in this fight scene, and really throughout, is that he's is that the guy that's going to attack is always coming in from out, off camera. Uh, yeah. You never have a guy just standing in the background waiting. Yeah. They're waiting off camera. So really, they are just sitting and waiting for their chance to attack, mm -hmm. but we don't see them, and he wants them to come in as a surprise, yeah. a surprise to the audience and a surprise to the character. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, one of the differences is that with Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, Chore and this is not a criticism. I love Bruce Lee. Bruce yeah. Lee choreography is designed to make Bruce look awesome. Yes. He is way better than everybody else. He's confident. He's in control. Yeah. He's, he's got his all everything together. So if someone came in from behind Bruce Lee, he would hit them without looking. Right. Because he's that awesome. Mm -hmm. Jackie, his style is he is always in trouble. Yes. He's always overmatched. He's always something <laughs> coming unexpected. He's always True. injured. He doesn't have shoes on. He's got he's got handcuffs yeah. on. He's always got a disadvantage. And that's and it's always trying to make him look in trouble. Yeah. As a it's really the opposite of Bruce Lee and these guys coming in from off screen as soon as he's done something cool the moment he's finishing, or even the moment before, there's already another guy on. Yeah, yep. and, it, and it keeps the pace of the fight scene up, and it makes it much more exciting. And, and the way that, one of the ways they do this, by the way, is that they yell. Yeah. So the, the off-camera guy will yell right before he comes in. That's gotcha. how Jackie knows he's about to come in and can throw that block without right. looking. Or Jackie will yell and say, go, yeah. at the moment that he wants that person to come in. So, he can, so it can be coming in 
the right before he's ready for it. Right. And this is timing is really important to him. Absolutely. If you look at this My Stunts uh, documentary, he does a whole sequence, which I do think is great, mm-hmm. where he's choreographed some fight scenes with other guys. Right. And shows you why he rejects each shot. Mm-hmm. Like he wants that hit to happen mid-camera. Yeah. Or he wants, what's the body position at the landing of the shot? Mm-hmm. How does the reaction look at this moment? He's really, really particular. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the big ones is nobody should have to wait to hit. If someone's come into frame, that other the bad guy's got to be throwing that punch right then. Yeah. If it's a beat late, it looks bad. Yep. And so and what you see throughout this film is that timing, that rhythm is so fast, mm-hmm. and you never have a sense of someone is waiting to hit Jack. It right. never happens. No, I agree. And, and that's what, that was what the trap I was falling into when I was watching these fights is because I was waiting for the Bruce Lee-style fights or the martial arts-style fights that I'd seen before. But with Jackie, it is completely different. It's, it's completely hectic. It's a frenetic pace. Yeah. And you, you're never comfortable until it's actually over. And you find yourself being tricked into thinking he's going to have these hero moments. And he really never does until the end. He's right. constantly fighting from behind all the time in this situation, yeah. right? Where in other films, you'd see a guy fight off seven people, no problem. Right. Jackie is constantly fighting from behind the whole right. fight, and it's great. And he will, I mean, he's going to win. Yes. But or, it ain't going to be easy. Or get away. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard, and it's going to hurt. Right. Um, and we escape this place. And by yeah. the way, the stunt of pushing the Selena off the roof what? to that pool, <laughs> that is terrifying. It really is. It is really, really yeah. scary, because mm-hmm. it's really high up. The pool is not that big. Yeah. She's got to go past a lot of concrete and yes. metal to get to that pool. Yeah. A really scary stunt. I don't know if it's her or not. It looked like a stunt man. So I, I, I don't, don't know, know if it was her. Yeah. I really don't know. But it's intense either way. And then Jackie gets, Jackie gets uh, chloroformed. He gets chloroformed. They so set him up for shooting his cop, for yeah. shooting his friend or the cop. Yeah, he gets arrested, he, or he turns himself in, and yeah. then we have what I think is a truly terrible sequence, <laughs> which is Jackie taking the police chief hostage. And I, I, I was funny watching this. I had to, to prove see, that he wouldn't kill a cop. <laughs> yeah, I, watching it this time, I part of me was going because I hadn't seen the movie in a yeah, while, yeah. and I went, "Wait, is this a setup with the police chief?" Letting him do this to make... And it's like, no, it's not a setup. Nope. It is exactly what it is. And this is where I almost wonder if Jackie... And this happens in a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of movies where Jackie gets serious. Yeah. And it almost never works for me. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder if, man, is that Bruce Lee specter still hanging over him? Yeah. Because this is a Bruce Lee scene. Right. I'm fighting everyone. I, everyone's my enemy. I'm out of control emotionally. Yes. This is out of Fist of Fury. This is out of, you yeah. know... Um, and it just doesn't. But it play. is. But it seems like a Hong Kong version of what you'd see in an American film yeah. of that time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That whole idea of like, you know, uh, it's me against everyone. Like I've got to figure out do something outlandish to get away. And you know, because all the cops are like, we'll help you. Right. We will clear your name. And he's like, I can't depend on you. And it's like, well, you're gonna do this all by yourself. It yeah. seems weird. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, within two minutes, the, the, they have a, a whole barricade set up outside with all these tanks and everything. I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah, how, how they got that squared yeah. away so quickly? And then he gets away, obviously, using the guy. But then the guy lets him go, and which is an interesting moment of like, all of a sudden, this guy has an arc out of nowhere. This character yeah. has an arc out of nowhere. This, this police tw- chief. The 12-year-old police chief. Yeah, the 12-year-old police chief. Seems to have a lot of heart here. But, but Jackie does have I do like the sequence in the uh, in the office with the chief of police because he is, he is yeah. like, everybody has always had everybody who's ever worked under somebody who's not respectful understanding of yeah, the work sure. you're doing wants to have that speech to their boss wants to say like we kick, we fucking sacrifice so much and you get to live off what we do and you're not appreciative and, and so he gets to say everything he's always want to say to his boss and so maybe there's the character arc that the boss right. like hears that for the first time and understands well, and blah, blah, blah. again going back to what we said before Maybe in 1985 in the movie theater yeah. in Hong Kong after Jackie and made that, that speech, yeah. people were like, yes! yes. You know, sure. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Selena has now been convinced because she sees how the bad guys turned on yes. her. She's going to go, and I think pretty heroic, and actually going to see the, steal the files. Yes. Like, and she, she gets out, and we end up at a mall. And somehow May's there for some reason. Yeah, Again, May's there. He drags May to a freaking... And puts her in a <laughs> fairly dangerous situation. That's what I'm saying. It's a civilian. Um, and now we have the fight scene in the mall. Yeah, man. And you asked me when I first brought this up, why do you want to do this movie? Mm. This is probably why I want to wow. do this movie. Well, that's a very, very good reason, man. It's a fantastic fight. I mean, it is. There's more stuff that happens, more mm-hmm. spectacular moments, more danger, more fun, more creativity yeah. in this fight scene. It's If you haven't watched a Jackie Chan movie, do I think this is his greatest fight scene ever? I don't know. Not yeah. sure. Is it his? It's definitely one of his most impressive. Yeah, and I would say if you're 
not really someone who will go back and watch a 1980s Hong Kong film. Fast forward to this moment and watch this this uh, yeah. fight scene because it is worth to, worth it to watch this. Well, fight and scene. this is this goes into like why do you love a film? Yeah, do I love a film this film because of its plot? Eh. Right. Do I love a film because of Jackie Chan's Oscar winning performance when he gets angry at the chief? No, no, definitely not. You watch a kung fu movie because of the fight scenes. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yep. And this fight scene is off the charts yep. explosive. It's unending. It's unending oh, yeah. until finally you know he he snaps. But it's great. So, so a couple of things to talk about in this. I don't. I'm, I remember reading at the time, and yeah. I'm guessing it's still true. This is the most glass ever broken in any uh, action sequence. <laughs> it's certainly hair breaking. I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of it is sugar glass. Yeah, a lot of it's glass. Wow. Well, because they don't have that much money, and sugar glass is so they score it sometimes first. And, and one of the interesting things too is that there are moments where he falls through. Th- people fall through things, yeah. right? So they fall through um, like a lattice or like a uh, yeah. like a little gazebo structure. Right. They fall through glass. Uh, there's a reason that they do this stuff. That slows the fall. Oh, so that's that makes actually sense. that's actually for safety and like for when they fall through sort of the lattice gazebo one, yeah. they can hide some padding behind that. Makes sense. Um, they can't afford airbags in Hong Kong. They don't use them. So God. they use cardboard boxes and mattresses. <laughs> oh, my God. Just to, 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 for safety. It's madness. And, and no, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And well, this is the thing, too, is that uh, I definitely believe you should respect your employees and not put them in death-defying sure. situations. Sure. But you've got to give your respect yeah. to the people that are doing this film. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the things that do... Yeah, they're willingly convinced. doing it. They're not kids being convinced, no. you know? Yeah. And, and and they're doing something that nobody's ever done before. Yes. Um, uh, we get to... We, and this is where we really get to see Jackie using props. And one of my favorite ones is the clothes rack. Yes, great. This. And you could see he got that clothes rack in his studio with mm-hmm. his guys and went, what can we do with this? Yeah. Oh, I could spin on it. I could jump over it. I could go through it. Right. I could flip it over. I could hook someone's legs with it. Right. I could spin it around. I could spin on it. And they're trying to think of every single thing they can do. And they do that throughout this fight scene. Yeah, and I guarantee you there's people who work in retail in those kinds of stores who have done those tricks on I've done those it. racks. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, I don't exactly. even work in retail in a store, but I was alone in a, <laughs> in a warehouse once, and I went, ah, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Right. This stuff takes a lot of practice. Of course. It takes a lot of physical skill. Yeah, and those guys have to have timing with how they're swinging the bats while he's... or Was yep. it bats or swords? I they're weird. It was. No, they're weird. Steel pipes They're kind of bat, bat-ish. Yeah, yeah bat-ish. And, I don't know what they are exactly. he has to make exactly. sure that he swings the racks at the right time so that they hit those yeah. things and underneath and around. And it's great. And again, you see this idea. He doesn't want any space. He wants his yeah. head right where the bat is coming the moment before and him get out at the last possible second. Yep. Is that, and this is and one of the other things that comes up in fight choreography is in addition to timing is distancing mm-hmm. Dis- distancing is really key because depending on where the camera is you could fake a hit and have some space right. but if the camera's in a different position it has to be really close yeah and like we need to maintain proper distance throughout the fight choreography to make sure that everything looks exactly right yeah. but still safe it's brutal and it's a brutal fight brutal fight all around and and to to selena too they put her through a lot. They really do. Yeah. This is where I was like worried for this actress because they were throwing her through two plates glass windows at the same time. Yeah. The, the, this is where the main, the main, like the number one henchman becomes right. super evil. Like oh, in yeah. this sequence, he is completely out of his mind bonkers. They could have gotten away dropping the ra- the steel racks on top of Jackie. But he's like, oh, hell no. I'm going to kill this guy and lifts the yeah. racks up and keeps going, which is, of course, the worst decision he could have made. But all this stuff that gets thrown around and she gets pushed. She tries to fight back, sticks the bat. He throws her around, flips her on her, flips her through a table first, yep. then through the two plate glass windows later. It's just madness, man. Well, and this goes to this weird thing that I mentioned before of you're watching these characters go through yeah. these things in the movie, but you are never not aware yeah. of... That actress. Yep. And you're going like, I, that's really her going through this thing. Oh, yeah. They didn't cut away. No. Yeah. That's her. And how do they do this? And, mm-hmm. the, and the feel that, and it's a different emotional feeling yeah. from watching like an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. You'll be thrilled by the amazing action sequences like in, in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Great, great fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And you're thrilled with them, but you're not sitting there worrying no. about Robert Downey Jr. No. That's different from this. It's it's Asian cinema though, like yeah. the, the on, on box stuff. If you watch any of the oh, on box sure, stuff, yeah. I'm like, Lord God Almighty, this yeah. is insane. Yeah, well, so, I would say it's sort of akin to going to the circus. Yes, or maybe if you went to see like Evil Knievel or something, sure. where the thrill is coming from 
the reality of what's happening yeah. in front of you. Yeah, you know, I think one of my favorite hits is when he hits him through the hits that one guy through the uh, escalator through the middle I, part of the escalator. That's that amazing. shot is so amazing. Yeah. And what what always fascinates me about that one, and that that's one of my fa- all time favorites too, yeah. is I don't know how you practice it. Yep. Because if you miss by a half an inch, you're just bouncing off the railing mm-hmm. of the escalator. I guess and, that's how you practice it. And, and like him sliding all the way down that yeah. thing, mm-hmm. that is an amazing shot. Absolutely. Another good. one that's absolutely incredible is Jackie kicks, I think he's the main bad guy in the face, yeah. who backflips onto the down escalator, yes. landing on his chest, and then bounces down the metal escalator. Now, right. first of all, Real metal escalator. Yeah, of course. There's no is. padding in there. But what they did do, which is interesting, is they put steel rods on his arms and legs and padding around them so that he's sort of armored up underneath his clothes. Yeah. So that when his forearms and his shins land on the elevator, there's steel protecting him Ugh. from the impact. Because also, I think just the edge of the elevator corners, yeah. those are like kind those of sharp. sharp. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely brutal. Hmm. Um, yeah, and it goes on. I mean, there's a, a, a sequence where he gets uh there's a motorcycle coming yes, at him and yes. he goes under a, a stair and the motorcycle goes over him and then he gets on the motorcycle he uses the motorcycle to leg sweep someone yeah i mean that's like fascinating inventive mm-hmm. and it's i don't know i should have timed how long the fight scene is i think it's about a 10 12 minute fight at scene. least yeah 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 and every, there's never a moment where it's like oh they're just kind of punching each other right every single moment is different mm-hmm. there there's inventive things going on and there's constantly just when jackie does something cool here comes another guy. Here comes another right. guy. Over and over and over again. Yeah. And even like, now they do have a cut on it, but uh, uh, May going down the stairs. Yeah. Another brutal, brutal stunt. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they kick May's ass. It's yeah. nuts. She's a civilian. Why you put your girlfriend in that situation? Um, and then Jackie has to jump down onto oh, a moving escalator. Yes. Just even before the big final stump, I just picture like you're going to jump down to a moving escalator down, you know, 12 feet. And onto someone onto yeah and it's moving and i go like how do you because if your timing is off just a little yeah. bit you're you're breaking your ankle there's right. just no way to do it safely it's all and they and they show and one of the we're going to get to it but we always have outtakes so in the outtakes you get to see a little bit about yeah, how yeah. they set some of this stuff up and now we get to the big final mm-hmm. big final moment and this yeah. is this is something that jackie becomes known for which is the big stunt yeah which is the we are going to look at not just the character doing this crazy thing this is about Jackie is going to do this crazy thing. And in this case, he jumps from a railing to a pole across over, you know, 70 feet up in the air yeah. and slides down this pole. Yeah. Um, he says he was up there for a couple hours kind of thinking about oh, it before wow. doing it. Wow. There's 12 cameras on him. Then, and when he finally hears the high speed, he was just, and he's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and then he finally hears rolling and hears all the high speed cameras going. And he just screams and goes. And going down that pole apparently took half the skin off his hands. Of course. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't pat him up with steel. Why yeah. didn't he pat up before the pole? Oh, well, his, but his hand, he can't pat up his hands because he's got to grab onto the pole. You know? I guess you're right. Like, Put some stick on that shit. Anyway, yeah, okay, so. Well, then you wouldn't really slide down. That's true. And he needed, and and because he's thinking about how fa- he needs to slide down f- as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's and because he doesn't just crash through the stuff and get to the bottom. No, no. He jumps up and continues the fight scene. Yes, he does. So, which is again is a key to a Jackie Chan. Yeah. Like we're and 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 it's the normally on a stunt you have multiple cameras to cover the fact that the star didn't do the stunt, right? Or that the stunt isn't really what we thought it was. It's safer than it was. And this is the opposite. We have twelve cameras on this to show you. This is exactly what he did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it is a really terrifying stunt. And it's a weird kind of meta moment because they, they show it three times in a row. Right. Right? Well, again, <laughs> this becomes angles. a classic Jackie thing yeah. of, of this is where you go like, no, no, I'm going to show you I really did this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also it's interesting with editing in terms of normally this is maybe a little technical, but you cut on action when you edit so right. that if I'm reaching for a doorknob in one shot, you would see my hand and it, it, I would cut on the moment I touched the doorknob mm-hmm. and reverse direction. And in the second shot, I would be in exactly the same place when you when you did it. And that right. makes the action look smooth. Okay. Jackie in editing frequently um, doubles action. Oh, okay. So you see the punch hit in one shot and then rather than seeing the hand come back in the next shot, which would be what would be right in terms of timing, yeah. you actually back up and you see the punch hit again, maybe a couple of frames of it, mm. and it makes the impact 
stronger. Wow. One of the things Jackie talks a lot about in terms of fight choreography is reactions. Mm-hmm. To, is that it's not that I hit you, it's your reaction to me hitting right. you. And part, part of the reason is to get the comedy. Because again, all of this is still supposed to be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and, but part of it too is to slow things down so you can see it. Mm-hmm. Is that So it's fast, 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 punch in the face, reaction to the punch in the face, right. then fast, 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 fast. Right. It all goes back to this rhythm. Yep. Um, okay. So he lands. He lands. Finishes the fight sequence. Beats up the bad guy. Yep. Chief of police says, I didn't see anything. Well, no, we don't want to gloss over this. This is a really interesting moment. Oh, okay. Because they all try to, they all stop him, and you think he's going, like the cops show up, and everyone's mm. cool, and they've got the bad guys, and they're going to stop him. And then he and the lawyers show up. And when the lawyers right. show up is when he really gets super pissed. You're right. And then You're he, right. he's initially going to walk away, right? It's almost like the sequence in Rocky Five when, when uh, that Don King guy goes, touch me and I'll sue. And, he, right. and then Rocky it is, t- he right. punches him and goes, for what? I have no money. So it's so with J- what Jackie is doing in a way is like carrying out the revenge fantasy right. that people have in that moment uh, against people like that, against lawyers like that who defend these kinds of crooks and criminals and dirty and terrible people by any means necessary and smart while they're doing it. And so that's kind of what he was doing in that moment. And it's a revenge fantasy, and it's smart that the film ends there because there are consequences for what he right. did. Right? right? He's going to go to jail at some no, point. No, absolutely. I don't care if they turn around or whatever. You know. Um, yes, and then we get what we get in Jackie Chan movies. Yep. The movie's not over yet. Yep. Let's see the outtakes. Yeah. And here's where you get to see a Jackie's kind of setting up shots, mm-hmm. practicing little pieces, failing to do certain things, yeah. and you get to see them bringing out the bodies. Yes. You My know. Word. Yeah. And him unconscious, and him, you know, and and again, this is part of the Jackie Chan experience, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is different from any other. I, I wonder if he's going to have a CTE. Like that, what we see with football players, like because I mean, so much hits. Boy. I wonder with these guys if these guys have that kind of stuff, you know, especially from that time. Yeah, you know, but who knows? I don't know. I mean, there, there's one really huge one, you know, where he, you know, he's got a plate, in, yeah. his, in his head. Yeah, I think it's from Armored God too. Oh, yeah, where he's got like wire mesh because they lost a piece of his skull. <sighs> I mean, like the level, the the things that this, the number of bones broken and yeah. knocked unconscious and burns and, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. Even in the American ones, when you watch the American ones, you're like, my God. Oh yeah, yeah. You're even more so, like because he's older. Well, this is the thing. I remember seeing Drunken Master Two, which yeah. is Legend of the Drunken Master in '93 or '94, yeah. and going, "This was his swan song," you know, yeah. like, "Oh, he's you know he's in his 40s. This is the you know," and nope, nope, no, he's going to keep going. <laughs> um, so, how do you think this relates to American action films? Uh, I don't think the quality is at the same level, and that's to be expected. It's a Hong Kong film at that time. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like this was really like you know they fought for the script or you know whatever. And but I think it's the uh, magnetic personality of Jackie that carries you through the movie. I think it's obviously the, the fights and what have you. Uh, but I'm I'm a little too like I just enjoy the American versions a little bit better because I'm not being taken right. out of the movie by these stunts, and they I, they do take me out of the movie uh and these sequences mm. and and especially uh, uh when he punches the like all that kind of stuff you're just like oh that would never you'd never see that and so to me there are there are some moments that take me out of the movie but overall it's jackie that carries me through it so he's such a right. great personality man so magnetic yeah for me i think just in relationship to american action films is it's just such a different it's it's so funny as you move forward in time there's mm-hmm. all these great things that come along and yep. then you go oh the things that we've lost yeah you know what i mean and you go okay we're moving from the silent area to the sound era and i like sound films of course yeah yeah but there's certain things you could do in a silent silent film that you can't do anymore right and you move from black and white to color and we talk about this a lot and it's like oh black and white photography is beautiful yeah you know and that jackie and this era of filmmaking this is a thing that we also soon will yeah. have lost yeah is that because the, there aren't people coming out with this kind of training and we mm-hmm. actually are not going to let stuntmen do these crazy dangerous things anymore we right. go no no that's too dangerous it's yeah. too scary because the lawsuits are too high yeah yeah well and actually we kind of care about our people's yes. health and well-being in a way that sure. they, they maybe didn't so much yeah um but there is definitely something that has been that that is of an era yeah um 
So what are your final thoughts? Oh, uh, I would say, I don't know if I could recommend people to watch the film, but I would certainly say if you're going to watch it, enjoy the fight sequences. That's where you're seeing, if you're a big Jackie Chan fan from his American stuff, you can see the genesis or a version of the genesis of this these stunts that you're going to see later. So fantastically done in the American films that he has. And so why not? It's a good place to start. You get the idea of what Jackie Chan is. He's funny in a lot of the moments in the film. Uh, and you see how that's going to carry over into his other Hong Kong films. And so, to me, it's it's an enjoyable hour and 40 minutes, but it's not certainly some one I would go back and see right. again. But Can, certainly for the fight sequences. Will I be able to convince you to do other Jackie Chan films going forward? I think if we start with Drunken Master 2, or Legend of Drunken Master, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Because we'll be doing some Michael Bay films on, on here, too, as well. All so. right. <laughs> well, so, uh, first of all, I hope that you have enjoyed <laughs> yes. this. Um uh, is, is for me, this was, we did this for me. Yes, we did. You know what I mean? You, Steve, like, is, Steve is 80% of this podcast, and I'm okay with it because yeah. I'm learning. Like, you guys sometimes comment, like, Steve, t- t- I, I like doing these podcasts sometimes because Steve, Steve teaches me things I didn't know sometimes, oh. too. And it's, no, I, honestly. And so, to me, when you have these longer ones that you're going off on, it's like, I, I don't mind sitting back and just listening because I will learn some stuff as well. So that's a fair too. Oh, uh, well, thanks, man. Of course. That's nice. Um, for me, for me, watching, uh, uh, a Jackie, it's 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 watching to a great artist at work. That's the thing, and it's the perfectionism and the detail and the choreography and the rhythm and the artistry that I just I could watch it over and over and over again. And and maybe some of you out there, you know, please let us know if this is if this kind of thing is something you like. I'd really love to hear it. And and honestly, if you go, you know what, this one's not for me. We want to hear that too. <laughs> yeah. If you want, you can always visit us on our Facebook page. It's at the Cinephile C I N E dash F I L E S. Um, you can reach me at Twitter at S R Morris. John, where can they reach you? Oh, you guys can always reach me at the Roca says R O C H A uh, there on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, every Friday is on Collider Movie Talk. Now, and you can now visit us on YouTube. Yes, Cinephiles. And I would search for. I kind of checked it a little bit. As we get more subscribers, I think it'll come up faster. Mm-hmm. But but search for Cinephiles Morris because if you search for Cinephiles Roca, there's like 50 things of you on YouTube. <laughs> it was I am much more rare. <laughs> That's fair. That's so fair. Cinephiles Morris, and you'll find out. Please subscribe to us there. Please go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And while you're on iTunes. We'd love a review. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Um, it really helps us a lot. And you can join us by supporting us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash the cinephiles, there are all sorts of different levels where we have great rewards for all of you. And we love uh, your support. It helps us to keep the show going. And one of the things that we're doing on Patreon is just we wanted to thank some of the people that had helped us out. So we're going to give a a, a list of some of the names. Really grateful for your support. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to pronounce some of these names correctly. Yeah, me either. I'm looking at it. We're going to do our best. (laughs) But the fact that we have poor pronunciation has nothing to do with our level of gratitude for your support. Right, right. And please correct us if you if you feel the need to. If you need to say, you can welcome to send us a phonetic construction of how to actually say your name properly. All right, we're going to go uh, from top to bottom here. Uh, so let's start off. Christos Alexakos, Matthew Jasso, Terry Jackson Jr., Scott Wessenberg. I think that's right. Yeah, we got Michael Rugen, John Spees, Matt Jund, Wiley Kent Todd. There's some good names in here, by there the way. There are some excellent I names. Like the, it's well done, people. Yeah. There's Claiborne Williams. I think that's Michael Rugery is what you were trying to say. Michael Rugery, yeah, yes. I think that's right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Neil Martin, Marcel Berman. Marcel Berman. I like that. Royce Thompson. Rahul Parmar, Nathan Ivey, Clint Lagenus. Hey, Clint, what's going on, man? Carlton Rudder. Hello, Carlton. Nick McBride. Yeah, we got, and a lot of these people are people that we've seen on Twitter with yes. great comments. We've seen these people be supportive on Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah, we really appreciate, including Ken Reels, Scott Schaefer, Simon Bruillard. Bruillard, yeah. Yeah, Jake, Jake Blackman. I told you I was going to risk it. you're people. right, you're right. Ja- Jan Rodewald, Joshua Canovas. Yeah, right. Then uh, we go jump into Ryan McKenna, William Dishon, Andrew Erbs, Charles Kim, Sam Noland, Jesse Barker, Mike Hanley. Uh, Jason Humphreys, Joey Price, uh, Valtteri Sar- Sarico. That's a good. I think really that's well good. done. That's really yeah, well that's done. A yeah. Very very good name. <laughs> Julian Key, Matt Rosen, and David Seelig. These are two of my oldest friends, by the way. Really? They were the very very first people to pledge. Oh, thank you, yeah. David and Matt. That's yeah, awesome. I've known them since we. Our parents knew each other wow. when we were before we were born. That's awesome. Yeah. So they support you greatly. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Jay Watson, Ryan Ashley, Michael Wormer, Scott Kolar, Steve Berg, Sally Mercedes. Sally Mercedes. That's a great name. That's nice. 
I want to. character on Cars, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Florian Bunk. K- Kieran Brennan, Elliot Cobley, Matthew Skiles, Christine Tracy, Mark Herring, and Peter Fums- Fumslin. Sure, Fumston. Fumston, Peter Fumston. <laughs> hey, um, Mark Herring. Really, Mark Herring? You can give more. Mark Herring, you can give more. You've been supporting me for a while. That's not enough. I know you got a little more in there, so that, Mark, I'm just going to let you know. I'm Mark, like, you're getting called out. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that that was that's everybody who's jumped in to support us yeah. since the beginning. We're going to do this every once in a while. They won't be quite as long because this was a big, huge group. Yes. Um, but we are so grateful for all of your support, even Mark Herring's small yeah, I'm support. Yeah, sorry. I'm we're, just giving you shit, Mark. We're <laughs> very grateful. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's going to help us make the show better. It's, yeah. gonna, we, it's just great. Yeah. So thank you so much for all your support. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Cinephiles. Definitely. 